Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hi, Harriet. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is our penultimate episode of season one. I can't believe it. I know. We've got a bit of a special one coming up for the last episode something a little bit different um so we're starting off talking about there was an article that I think spoke to a lot of people because I've seen it shared like a million times in the Guardian about brain fog and it's about essentially how trauma and certainty isolation have affected our minds and memory and I think for a while we've been saying we're kind of in this world where we've not been very stimulated like we've not been going out it's kind of been same four walls type of thing and yeah it was reassuring to, to know that is that a natural thing that I guess COVID's caused a level of brain fog and yeah I have to I have to caveat this like I live in a nice home I have a nice job you know all those kind of things but over the last couple of months I get to that point in the evening where I'm like another day what is the point it gets to like seven o'clock in my head I think it's nine o'clock and then I'm like I've got another two hours and a half to be awake and then also I've got to wake up tomorrow and do this all over again and then I've got to do it all over again the next day. And I thought it was just me being kind of like not having my mojo or whatever it is. But after reading this article, I feel like as if everybody else is also going through this this thing. We're all in this collective weirdness. It mentions something about confidence and like even things you've done previously, like that whole concept of going back into work and doing your job and that lack of confidence of suddenly doing something that you haven't done in a different way. We've all felt that social anxiety. Like, how am I going to talk to people again? Those interactions. And it sounds silly, but like, it's just, you do forget. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was it talked about how it's harder to place things in a moment of time. With all the days being so beige and same, it's hard to know when did that happen? Because there's not the normal life events and ups and downs and holidays or trips or, you know, even just different social circles. So it's quite, it talked about being quite hard to place different moments over the past year, which again was quite reassuring because again, I thought it was just me, but... And the concentration part as well, I really, really found fascinating. I started taking these supplements because I was really struggling with concentration. Like I would literally open a tab and I'm like, what did I open this tab for? It's just getting to that point where you're like, you're not f- focused and switched on. And like the mornings when I don't work out or do exercise are probably the hardest because my brain doesn't have those extra endorphins and everything else running around to help it. We talked about the other week around the sort of social biome and there's different kind of interpersonal conversations. And I think I've noticed at quite a few events or kind of groups that I was on that the social element has kind of dropped off quite a lot because people are like, hey, how are you? What have you been up to? And you're like, nothing. Like, I've literally done nothing. And what is there to talk about? Um, and I think you just your brain just gives up. Like, this past couple of weeks now, things are starting to lift and been able to kind of go to the gym again or, like, see some friends outside or just travel a little bit further. It does make a big difference, I think, to how your brain then copes. Like, some of the science in it was really terrifying. Like, the brain, like, deteriorates in effect. Um, so something to look forward to, guys. Yeah, I think, I think though, and I will say this, doing this podcast has really helped lockdown you're welcome Harriet (laughs) (laughs) because it's something to look forward to I've learned a lot of different things it gets me reading about other topics it's talking to somebody different every week yeah and it's really really helped because like something fun something it's a laugh and I guess 
you need an extra little hobby and for most people that has been taken away because most people's hobbies were playing hockey five aside and all that stuff's been taken away and I think sometimes you do need that hobby or whatever to, to stimulate your mind because as you say the brain just regresses and it just switches off and it gets lazy and it needs something else to wake it up so it is a challenge with us just feeling like things are getting normal again we can kind of hopefully get our spark back a little bit but we'll still do the podcast because we like doing it <laughs> yes we'll be here whilst i've got you here i wanted to let you know that series two of the hear it podcast which is the other podcast i host is starting in the next few weeks if you're interested in engaging youth audiences through marketing communications please come and check it out so for our five minutes with this week we thought we would talk about brand banter considering colin and cuthbert have been at it which is Marks and Spencers and Audi. If you haven't been on social, you haven't read the news or you haven't been. Where have you been, man? It's been Caterpillar Cake. <laughs> I want to go and buy Caterpillar Cakes now. It's really interesting because Audi have been, I don't want to say... Trolling. <laughs> well, yes, it is literally trolling M&S quite a bit because that's the, that's their brand. That They can do that. And I think M&S are in this place where they're trying to be the fancy M&S. So they can't really come back with the same banter. We just thought we would have a conversation about brand banter. And when it fits and when it doesn't, it's a really hard one because I've heard a lot of people say, well, Audi are winning this, aren't they? Yeah, they're social. And it's like, yeah, it's funny. But at the same time, you have got a company that's had a product copied. But interestingly, though, I saw something from One Minute Briefs and they had done something for M&S and M&S decided not to brace it. You may not be full of, and I hate this term, but brander, but do you need like a different tone of voice? Are you missing out on opportunities? I'm not saying M&S would win or do better by having a bit of banter back but I feel like they're in a very difficult position you look at brands like Weetabix and what they did with the baked beans really good fun and that worked really well it was quite harmless we know we talked to Arvin didn't we about like the risk of things going viral and that kind of chat and I think we are talking about potentially like a legal case here so can M&S do that it's a difficult one I think with the Weetabix one though it's really interesting because they tried it with a lot of other brands before it already fit within what they were doing I don't know whether you remember but you remember when KFC ran out of chicken I think it was KFC Domino's and Pizza Hut so it's really interesting how they sort of troll each other in a funny way but when it becomes negative it's interesting so in the states i've always been amazed at ads there because it's quite common that they will literally diss an opposing brand and they'll almost like slag it off as part of the ad campaign and i saw an ad this morning actually it was for fabletics leggings but the starting bit was i'm never wasting money on lululemon again and i was like wow you've just gone straight in will we see more of that i think with the aldi stuff a lot of it has been funny I do kind of sympathise with how you play that as a brand because you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If it doesn't fit with your brand, actually you're better off just not trying to change your whole brand tone of voice just to deal with this particular issue. However, if you're kind of coming across a few things and missing out on a few of these things that maybe could speak to an audience, yeah, I I wonder whether that's going to damage them. Yeah, there's a really good article on PR Week by um, Lisa Hale, who's the head of social media at Specsavers, and they've been doing some cool stuff. But what was really interesting is KFC took over other people's brand and put it on the chicken bucket. They put like Specsavers, they put Nike, they put others and replaced the logo. I do wonder how other brands feel when their brand is sort of hijacked by somebody else and used. Yeah, it's difficult because you're kind of in the eye of the storm. You either drop everything to fit with everyone else's agenda or you carry on your own path. When they're trolling individuals is also another problem. Because I don't know whether you remember Yorkshire Tea 
when they told that lady, is it Sue, you're shouting at tea? I think that then becomes a problem because then the brand's encouraging all the people who follow them to then participate in the pylon. And for them, it's a joke, yes. But you're encouraging people to pile on to an individual who you, you never know what they're going through and why they've made that comment. As a social media officer, manager, whatever, you come under fire. How you handle things is always risk. Dulux announced a partnership with Spurs. And then whoever's whoever's a clear Arsenal fan of the social media starts effectively some serious shade to Spurs. So yeah, I think it's a really difficult one around that kind of banter and when it goes too far. You know, sometimes you win and teams respond really well and there's loads of examples of um, clapping back, which I think people like a positive clap back and calling out offensive behaviour. It's such a fine line. Have you equipped your team to be able to deal with that influx? Because if it's a small social media team and then you've gone and got involved with brand band, are they ready for that influx? Or is it a case of you just mute the tweet and carry on as normal? I think it's just working out. Do we have a voice in this? Does it fit with our tone of voice or not? You have to have a bit of a, a scope, like you say, like that brief, like these are the parameters we work in. And also when something is close to the line, how is that being checked? <laughs> the other thing that I would say is just to remember... There are people out there who will want to respond, but then they have to prepare two to three slides to send to the head of marketing before they're allowed to reply. Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned today will be in the show notes. We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes. You can DM us or contact Harriet at commsoveracoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us. Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at Harriet Smallies.